0: Hey, my name is Sheldon March. Welcome to Wild. We're back at it again with the White Vans. Do you know what that is? got no idea
1: what that is. Damn, Daniel. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That stuff was so stupid. What's up, guys? It's me. It's Sheldon. Welcome back to another episode of The Niche on uh, Wild. With me, Sheldon, and my main man, Liam. Hello, hello, what's
1: all this then? Well, well, well. Oi, 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 what's all this then? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Where's the booze, where's the girls? Oi, where's the bobbies? (laughs) Do you know what that's from? Where's the booze, where's the girls? No idea. It's from this film called Legend, and it's about the Cray Twins, who are like these London gangsters in the 60s. And those were the last words ever said by Jack the Hat McVitie. He oh, was cool. like this henchman, and eventually they pissed off the craze so much that they pretended to have a party, and um, he ward- went into the, the basement where they were waiting to kill him, basically, and he opened the door and went, hey, where's the booze, where's the girls? And then <laughs> they just stabbed him to death. That's cool,
0: dude. That <laughs> reminds me of um, *Inglorious Bastards*. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's a good movie. The Bear Jew. Bear Jew. You're looking for the I Bear I want my Jew. That guy, uh, the guy who plays the bear Jew, that's Eli Roth. Yeah, he he does, he's a director, isn't he? Yeah, he directed Hostel, which is my favourite horror movies of all time. Have you seen him?
1: I think with Hostel, the, the gore...
0: Is that the French version?
1: <laughs> the, gore, the gore isn't the, the scary, scary bit for me. The scary bit is that the, the, everyone's got the little bloodhound tattoo. And no matter where you go, there's like this secret society and everyone you go to, even the cops are a part of it. I think that's the scary part of it is when he's trying to escape and everyone that he sees is actually part of the cult. Yeah. That's the scary bit. It's pretty good, man. Like, I honestly think that some of that stuff
0: could have some serious truth to it, Mm. Uh, which is just, it's kind of conspiracy theory talk
1: based on some of the stuff that I've read in the past, but that dude, those movies are so damn good. I love those movies. The Illuminati there's like this rich layer of society that we don't know about. Do you think there's any truth to that? Um, I am a conspiracy theorist non-believer. I think my conspiracy theory is that there's no conspiracy theories that are actually true. <laughs> the only one that I kind of believe in is that the JFK assassination was a bit dodgy. There's, I don't think the official report is what actually happened. But in terms of everything else, I reckon it's you pretty much get the truth. You think so? Sometimes. I mean, saying that though, have you ever read in the newspaper or heard on a news story something that you were there to witness or something that's got something to do with you? Never. Sometimes when you read that, you think, oh, that's not right. Oh, they didn't get that right. And it's probably about like 60% truth and then they just lose all the nuance. So I reckon... If you applied that rule to all stories, you'd probably get about 60% of the truth, I reckon.
0: I don't know, man. I think that we live in the age of fake, fake news and fake media. I think conspiracy theories are the only truths out
1: there. Maybe. Dude, I sound like, like such what conspiracy a... conspiracy theories?
0: I sound like such a
1: stoner when I say things like that. Like, I believe, like, we've been to the moon, um, 9-11... We think basically
0: what happened. You think it was all, it was all, uh, Mr. Saddam Hussein?
1: Yeah, Saddam. That wasn't Saddam, it was, um, Bin Laden. Bin Laden.
0: Bin Laden. Laden.
1: I mean, there was, I think all the conspiracy stuff came after that with the response when they were like, okay, so Saudi Arabia was responsible for 9 11, right? The, The people that did it were Egyptian and Saudi Arabian, from my memory. And then they were like, okay, so therefore we're going to invade Iraq. This didn't make sense.
0: Bin Laden. Have you seen Zeitgeist? <laughs> no. Zeitgeist is pretty good. i tell you what I'll do. I'll send you some stuff, dude.
1: I always get stuff. afraid when we talk about news and current events because I feel like we've got like a bro science approach to it. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, it's all just like Facebook science. Yeah. Anyone with any knowledge about the topics, like, oh, here they go again. And
0: that's the thing is I always avoid talking about it at all because... You know, I don't want to get too deep into, uh, you know, the conspiracy theories that I believe. So I'll just generally brush over some of the stuff, which then just in the end makes me sound ignorant and stupid. Yeah. Uh, But it's tough, man. Like the world, the world's a scary place and the world's a crazy place. And I think that there's a lot that we don't know about. But at the end of the day, don't matter, man. Mm. We got KFC. What more do you need? So basically, I wanted to talk today about um, some of the worst jobs that we've ever had, right? (laughs) Now, based on the last conversation we had in our previous episode, I mentioned to you that I've had 24 different jobs in my life. What about you? How many different jobs? When I say different jobs, it's a different location for a different company, even if it was just once off. like If you, if you did promotions, that'll count as a... As, like if you did promotions, it's a, that, doing promotions is a job. Do you ever do promotion?
1: Yeah. My first job was Hungry Jacks. You worked at Hungry Jacks? And there was the Hungry Jacks in Queen Street Mall, which is the busiest Hungry Jacks in Australia. And it's the fourth busiest Hungry Jacks slash Burger King in the world. Wow. The How old were you? Um, I was 15. What were you doing? Burger flipping? Um, no. Burger, burger assembly was like... <laughs> The hot shit people did burger assembly, like the managers. <laughs> hot shit. People had been there for ages. The grunts got chips and sometimes the fryer. It wasn't the fryer, it was called the broiler. And um, cleaning were the main things. Like, it was just basically the jobs that no one else wanted to do. And every job had something just, like, traumatically horrible about it. Um, it didn't make me want to eat Hungry Jack's for years. So, with fries, the bad thing about that was that they get warmed up by these heaters, which are basically like UV rays. So, at the end, you got like sunburn on your arms. And <laughs> the, there's boiler on your hands and arms. You get all the fat from all the, the chips, right? So, what happened was that eventually the fat reacted with the gloves that you had on, the latex gloves, and eventually almost solidified. So it it turned into this second skin. And then the salt crystals would get in between the glove and your skin. So eventually you had sunburn and like this rash from the salt all on your hands. So that was pretty... That was the bad thing about chips. With... The broiler, which just sounds fucking disgusting, the name of it, it's... So when the burgers go in, right, they come straight from the freezer and they're about this big. Which is, I'm, for the benefit, I'm holding up like a dinner plate. It's site. like a Frisbee. Yeah, like a, a sizable dinner plate. Um, and they cook in about five seconds flat. Because you look in, you feed these frozen discs of meat... And they're even, <laughs> you know how sometimes they're kind of chopped irregular, and you're like, "Ooh, this must have been made by hand." Yeah. No, it's an irregular stencil, so they're all the exact same faux irregular shape. To make that's it so a bit nuts. Again. So you feed them in these big kind of dinner plate sized meat, and then you look in, and it's like a conveyor belt with just like Satan's anus just. <laughs> <laughs> of just fire and brimstone just destroying these patties. <clears throat> just <clears throat> intense fire and heat on both sides as it goes through this conveyor belt. And because it cooks so quickly, in probably about 45 seconds, it shrinks down to a burger size. So this big dinner plate, frozen pallet of meat. Cooks in about 45 seconds, but because of that process, it shrinks down to the size of a burger. On a conveyor belt? like Like how you
0: would would have a pizza?
1: Like how Domino's makes their pizza? Basically. And then at the end of the conveyor belt, at the beginning of the day, it goes to the end of the conveyor belt and then goes, shunk, down this little chute. And it goes into this metal tray, right? And at the beginning of the day, it's, shunk, and then you get it and you put it in these holding cages, right? (laughs) Like plastic trays in this shelf, basically, like a pigeonhole kind of. Just for it. fatties. Uh, the fatties, yeah. And then, but that's at the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, it gets to the end of the conveyor belt, and then instead of going shunk, it goes into this <laughs> toxic layer of fat and oil and sludge and offcuts and just dis- it's disgusting because That's you're, you, you get slammed so much that you never get a chance to clean the thing and there's a trough underneath the chute that collects all of this fat but because it's so busy it's just you never get a chance to clean it so as a rookie your job is to go over to the drinks get a large cup and then scoop the fat into the bin. And you had to first break the seal of waxy fat that had risen and solidified at the top. And then it was like looked like candle wax. And you broke through it with the cup. And then under that was like it looked like um golden syrup. That's disgusting. And dude. you just kind of scooped up this waxy candle fat like maple syrupy looking stuff and put it into the bin. So that was pretty gross. That's sickening. And then there was this, and then so, I used to like cleaning because you used to go around and just spray the tables, right? You didn't have to deal with any of this gross stuff. But then this <laughs> one day, this French guy came up to me and he's like, uh, you you work here? And I'm like, yeah. I got yeah. the uniform on. <laughs> yeah, what? And he's like, uh, your, your, your toilet is... um." And I'm like, okay, thanks, mate. And I went up to the toilet, and there was just shit everywhere. Up the walls, almost on the ceiling. That is not true. No, it was everywhere. On the walls, on the toilet basin, in the, in the, on the floor. Like someone had just gone in there and almost like had just an explosion and just spun. (laughs) I don't know what the (laughs) hell happened. Spun. I went to my manager. I was 15 at the time, right? Earning minimum wage, which was like $17 an hour. Yeah. I went to my manager and I just said, "Look, man, someone's just had a crap explosion in the toilet. <laughs> it's everywhere." Uh-huh. And he's like, "Well, we pay you to clean it up." And I said, "No. I'm not touching that. I don't know what that is. I'm not I don't get paid enough to go in and clean little nuggets of <laughs> crap off the wall. Did you say that to him? I said, no, I'm not doing that. And he's like, well, what are we paying you for then? I'm like, man, I'm not doing it. You can do, do whatever you want. But I'm not going in and cleaning that. And
0: what, did he, and what did he do?
1: Did you I, think he, I think he went in there eventually and did cleaned you? it up. But I quit, I think, three months. It as as long as I could make it. And the thing is, is that it was so busy that I never saw the same employee twice. They must have had a staff of hundreds of people and none of them spoke English and you never got a chance to have a conversation with anyone because the line was always out the door. It was never, you never got a break. It was so busy. Where is this one? Queen Street Mall in the middle of Brisbane City. Oh, that
0: one, dude. I work about 10 minutes from there. That one is just constantly slammed. it's huge. It's It's the one on that corner, right?
1: And the thing about that is that another crap thing about that job is that they didn't want people loitering around the entrance because it used to be like, oh, me at Hungry Jacks. So there used to just be people just hanging around. So what they did to dissuade people from doing that was play a really high-pitched annoying scream at the entrance that you don't pick up on immediately. But if you work there and you are in charge of cleaning the tables at the entrance, two hours in, all you hear is,
0: Ahh!
1: Is that, is yeah. that true? Because it's play... to stop people from just loitering around the entrance. But they don't think about what it's like as an employee. That has to put up with all that.
0: That's insane, man. I honestly, um why why did why did you why did you work
1: there? 'Cause I was, I was like Did your parents oh, make you get a job? I'm in year ten, I can get jobs now, I can stop living off mum and dad, I can get whatever I want if I've got my own money. So I was like, Yeah and then um Hungry Jack's posted like, We want employees now around my school and I was like, Yeah. I'll well, do it. I'll do it, I'll get some extra money. My mate worked at Macca's but his Macca's was like really quiet and like a kind of just like whatever, like a normal McDonalds, whereas mine was just like peak hour in the city, hungry jacks. And there was, used to be this guy, you get the biggest weirdos that come into that store as well. Like I've
0: I've noticed I always freaks. Yeah, I always I always see a lot of crazies hang around outside of that specific kind oh, of There's so many jacks.
1: people that are so strange and they come up to you, or like drunk people that wanna show off in front of girls, so they'll like like, make a mess or, like, tip their Hungry Jack's packet on the floor or, like, get the wet floor cleaning sign and throw it around. and Like, this is either drunks or freaks. There used to be a guy that came in with no arms or legs (laughs) and ordered, like, eight whoppers. (laughs) I used to think... How did he get around? He had a little chair, right? (laughs) A little chair. That he had a... What did he look like? He is <laughs> really fat <laughs> and obviously had like, uh, there's something wrong with him mentally as well. Shame, dude. It was really sad and he used to order like eight whoppers and then just... thing is, I don't know, how, like it sounds bad, I don't know how he ate them.
0: I was thinking about the same thing. How, how did he, did, did something? He didn't have
1: that? like, I would expect if you were... If you had a disability where you had no limbs and you obviously had a mental disability as well, how you would have like a carer or someone to help you? And then he used to just order them and then like
0: Okay, well when you say he had no arms, what do you mean? He had no arms or legs. So where where did it stop? At the shoulder. Did he have like little deadpool arms or was it just no, just, just, just flat?
1: He had no arms or legs and he used to come in and order like a ridiculous amount of burgers and then we used to put the burgers on his lap and he would try away. okay how would he um how would he push <laughs> I his can't remember. how would he push his wheelchair I think his leg one of his legs had like um like a, a it, it went a little bit further than his waist so he, he had like some sort of appendage which he could push
0: okay and then, so he used that to sort of guide. Yeah. So how would he order with his, like, when you say that it sounded like he had a mental issue, what did he sound like? I don't know. He
1: just, I never took orders, but he used to have just like, he used to come in almost every day and just order like a crazy amount of burgers. And then we used to have to, and it was always during peak hours. So like, oh, this fucking guy again. <laughs> Cause we have to like, there's people getting angry that it was taking so long. And then we had to like make 12 burgers for this guy and then he would, anyway.
0: It's pretty obvious that I was trying to
1: get you to... I'm not doing it ...this guy's <laughs> voice. I'm not, I'll get into cancel culture if I do that. Well, I tell you what, hold on, just, just before you, before you finish that. Actually, hold on, you finish first. But there was this one time this guy came up to me and he was like, excuse me, um, I ordered a chicken burger and the chicken is a little bit burnt on the edge And he pulled apart his patty buns and there was like a normal chicken burger but the edge was like a little bit blackened. And I was like, mate, it's Hungry Jack's. What do you expect? Did you say that to him? I just said, oh, go talk to the manager. (laughs) I just walked off. (laughs) That's funny. There was this manager, he thought he was top shit. And he had like hair that was so, had so much product in it that when he sweated, his sweat was white. That's gross. Off his hair. And he was was the guy that was like, go clean it. What do I pay you for? And um, he he came up to get shitty at me because he was watching me on the CCTV cameras and I wasn't cleaning quickly enough or whatever. And he came up to the second level and he was like, hey! And then I turned around just as he clipped his toe on the top step. (laughs) (laughs) Just went arse over tit and just stacked it so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It was classic and it was packed and everyone saw it. It And then the bad thing about this place is that they used to hire... um, Because no one wanted to work there, right? So they used to hire kids or people straight out of prison or, like, drug addicts and stuff to, like, give them a chance. So... School kids and drug addicts, (laughs) School kids and fresh out of jail. So there was, like, this guy there... And every shift he would be like screaming at this manager about how unfair it was. And he was just like, do you ever watch Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes. There's that scene where he's going through the mental asylum and he's got the, the match and he's talking to that guy. Yeah. And the guy's like all screwed up and he's like like a little rat guy and there's, he sees the, his dead wife behind him. Yeah. He looked like that guy. Like he had this like weird little like teeth and (laughs) And his voice was like really high and ratty and he was just so off-putting. I was so scared of him when I was like 15 because he's obviously like this just mega crim. Did you ever ask him? I would just stay away from him. Anyway, apparently uh, one day he was arguing that he needed to go to the bathroom but then the manager said, (laughs) this is... Anyway, what are you gonna say? This story is too gross. No, no, podcast. no! I want to hear it. It's so gross. I want to hear it. No, I can't say. You can't. You
0: can't start a story. You, I'll
1: tell you after. No, you can't. You can't start a story
0: and then not stop it. People are gonna be like, "Oh, come on!" It's so bad. Just tell it. If uh... it's too bad, then we'll cut it out. I swear. Tell it, and then after you want to cut it out, we can cut it. Out. <laughs> okay.
1: This is not reflecting on me. This is <laughs> something I observed as a fifteen-year-old. I've got nothing to do with what happened at this story. I'm just gonna tell you the facts, right? He was saying, I need to go to the bathroom. And the manager was like, man, you've gone to the bathroom like eight times, this shift. We're not paying you to go take breaks. We're not paying you to go smoke cigarettes. Just do the work, basically. And he was like, and the guy's like, if you don't like it, you can go right to management or blah, blah, blah. And they're having this massive row in the middle of the kitchen, right? Eventually, they went to the back stairwell to, to continue arguing. Yeah, and the manager's like, "Keep working, guys. Nothing, to, nothing to see here. What are you looking at us for?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, back off, man. We got nothing." And everyone was like, "What's this guy gonna do? Because he's getting so worked up, right?" And so he was like, "I need to go to the bathroom." And he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to shit my pants right here. (laughs) I heard him scream that. The manager's like, mate, you're a grown man. Blah blah. Oh. Eventually, the guy took down his pants in the stairwell and had explosive diarrhoea on the stairs in front of the manager. And he was like, fine, if you won't let me go to the bathroom. I'm going to shit right here. (laughs) And he just took down his pants. And had explosive diarrhoea. That's insane. On the stairwell. You and saw the, this? The gross part of it was that apparently it was full of blood clots because he had colon cancer. And <laughs> that's why he wanted to go to the bathroom so often.
0: Oh, dude.
1: It's dark, isn't it? No, <laughs> it's awful. It's that they, they sectioned off that whole bit and didn't allow us in until it was sorted. Dude, apparently that, that's what happened.
0: They, they probably had to get like professional disinfectant cleaners in dude. Oh, that's sick. That is so gross. Poor dude. colon cancer. I just <laughs> didn't tell anybody. Oh!
1: I, so, I, I think, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. Uh, it's, uh, anyway, <laughs> I quit. I, had to quit, I didn't have the guts to kind of quit at the time because I was like 15 and working in that environment. There's so much fat and just shit in the air that I had the worst acne ever because you'd just be full of oil every day. And I ended up stinking like Hungry Jacks. Like, oh, it's probably so put you bad. off, dude. You probably didn't want to eat it for a while. No, so I didn't want to eat it. I eventually got my uniform and I rode up a very quick um exit letter and just put it in a plastic bag and left it on the manager's desk and just walked out of there one day.
0: I they, like, he, they never got they never got back in touch
1: with you? Oh they rang and they're like, what the hell? Can't I just quit like that? And I'm like, Well I did. Really? They said that to you? Yeah. I actually quit
0: just just quickly just in regards to that. I quit um at a one of the bar jobs that I had and it was so weird. So I quit on the Friday sent in my resignation and I sent them a nice email. I was like, thank you guys so much for everything that know This is my formal resignation because I was a casual worker and I had a shift scheduled for the next week, Saturday. Mm. So eight or nine days from the day that I handed out my resignation. Nobody got in touch with me. I sent my, I sent in my resignation. Nobody even bothered to call me or even respond to that email. Mm. That next Saturday, I get a phone call from the manager going, Thank you so much for the resignation, but are you not coming in for work today? You have a shift. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I, I sent out my resignation eight days ago. At the very least, you could have phoned me and go, okay, Sheldon, are you still coming in on Saturday? But I had a shift scheduled for one o'clock, and then I get a phone call at 1.06. And she was like, where are you? Thank you so much, but are you not coming to work today? And I was like, oh, this is stupid. Anyway. Um, I wanted to talk about a hobo, right? So when I used to work, I used to work for Apple, I was a, a, a retail guy in South Africa, which, which sounds fun enough. And it was, it was a pretty easy job. You know, sometimes the hours were a little bit long, and get a bit of, it would get a bit boring. But the worst part about it was probably phone contracts, because we would have to do phone contracts. And phone contracts have a lot of paperwork. And they're very specific. You make one mistake, you could be charging a customer double, you know, yeah, for the next yeah. twenty four months. And they yeah, can come yeah. and they can fucking want to kill you. Awful. So I was always very apprehensive about that, but anyways, that's what I wanted to say. I used to have a couple of Android literally, it sounds so cringe when I say it, but I used to have Apple uh, Android fanboys come in and tell me, like, try and ask me about Have you seen the processor on the Galaxy S six? In what universe do you think that that has got a better motherboard than the iPhone 6, man? Are you crazy? The, the, the Galaxy S7 is so much more high-powered than the iPhone 6. Now, you tell me why the camera differentials, in terms of the focus depth, how can you possibly think that the iPhone is better? Uh, and I would I would have to have these conversations. Go, listen, man, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I don't even like this job. <laughs> you know, I'm just here because they pay good. Like, please don't ask me this sort of stuff. I People, it was horrible, dude. Um, Also in the day, you'd have a lot of old people come in and sometimes they'd have like an old Nokia, but because you just sell technology, they think that you can help them. So they'd go, Oh, can you help me with my phone? And I'd always do it. I'd never
1: turn an old person, an old lady that went into the Apple store once and was like, if I message someone on Facebook, can people see that? The guy's like. I sell iPhones. I don't yeah. understand the difference. But
0: it's it's cute. So there was this one hobo, this guy used to come in. Oh my god. Just before you get that,
1: I, I'm very excited to hear this story because I heard your other podcast about that guy that called you hey, fuck fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just yeah. but as you talked about that, the Android fan voice, it reminds me of that scene from The Simpsons where Milhouse's dad is says to Homer I sleep in a racing car, do you? I'm I sleep in, in a like, big bed with my wife. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> and will has, <is> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just reminds you of that. It's like, how can you possibly think? How can you possibly think that this phone is better? The Samsung is superior Obviously, I had the superior
0: motherboard. <laughs> and I would literally, I, I, it's the same when, when somebody has an argument about Xbox versus PlayStation. I just want to sit them They're down. they the same. And, Dude, I'd literally just want to sit them down and go. Do you honestly have nothing else to think about? Do you realize that there's issues in the world, and you give a shit about that,
1: dumbass? Anyway, tell me about this.
0: There was, so yeah, there was this guy. There was this one bum, and he came in. He came in for about um, about six weeks. He'd come in about once a week, and he was proper homeless. He had this long gray hair. He had this terrible broken English accent, but he was, he was, I don't know what sort of nationality he was. He must have been like Slovakian or uh, uh, Russian or uh, uh, German or uh, uh, Czech Republic, something. He just, he had this very s- thick, strange accent that I couldn't point my, going not put, put my finger on. And the first time he came in, this dude spoke to me and all I smelt was his breath. He, you know when if, if somebody goes out drinking yeah. and the next morning they went to bed without brushing their teeth mm. and you smell that alcohol, yeah. it was that, but it smelled like he hadn't brushed his teeth for about six months.
1: Damn.
0: I had never, I've still never in my life smelt a smell that bad.
1: Mm.
0: I was talking to him the first time he came in and he was, he was, he, he used to say, he used to say, you can get it much cheaper in Dubai. You can get it much cheaper in Dubai. So he would ask me about the iPhone. And then I'd, I'd know that this guy is not going to buy an iPhone. This dude's got like holes in his shoes, you know, but I'd still talk to him. You know, I didn't want to be rude. And then he talked to me about the iPhone and asked me about the camera and asked me about the, the music capabilities. And I just talked to him about it, just thinking this poor dude probably has nothing. And then he would just look at me and he'd go, oh, you know what? It's, uh, you're so expensive. You can get it much cheaper in Dubai. And I always had to make sure that I kept this distance from him because he stank. It was the most revolting, disgusting smell that if we spoke, when he left the whole day, I could still smell it. It Just in my shirt, it was honestly the worst smell imaginable. And other than that, he was relatively nice enough, but then he started getting a little bit too friendly with me. Then he started hitting on me. So he used to come in and he used to talk to me. Even the one day he apologized about his breath. So I used to talk to him, and then I'd turn my head to the side, inhale, and then I'd hold my breath, and then he'd talk to me, and then I'd wait, and then I'd slowly exhale, and then I'd just, just the whole time, I'm just like, man, dude, I can't deal with the shit. Anyway, spoke to him for a little bit, da-da-da-da, asked me stupid shit about technology, even though he doesn't care. So the one day he comes in, and he's got this old backpack that he obviously found somewhere, mm. and he says to me, hey, man, um, I have just inherited millions and i want you i want you to help me set up um like a technological hub and i was like what are you talking about so he pulls out a piece of paper that just it was just an a4 page that just had like 47 million rand which is the currency in south africa just just typed out on like microsoft word it's all that was it just said that he's like oh look how much money i just i just inherited anyways and i was just like man i can't deal with this this is so stupid so he's like oh i want i want you to i want you to give me this i want you to give me this i want you to give me one of these and we're talking about it and then he was like i want you to come to my house tonight and help me set it up and he's like he's like i i he's like i know that you drive because i see you sometimes after work uh, and i want i want i want to come with you tonight so i can drive drive home with you and i was like dude listen this is enough now like you better stop because i'm getting irritated like, if you don't stop this shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complain, and I'm going to make sure you don't come into the store again. And he's like, okay, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he pissed off. Never ever saw him again. Wow. What if it was true, though? No. He could have inherited 47. How often does that happen? A dude goes from being so fucking, so fucking broke that you can't even have a conversation with them without wanting to throw up from nausea, to being a millionaire.
1: In the space of a day. Sometimes I wonder if there's like a real Nigerian prince out there with like 10 million in his apartment being like, why does no one want this? (laughs) I'm literally giving money away. (laughs) That's funny.
0: Did you ever hear about that lady? I think I might've told you about this. Who She studied architecture. And this is a true story. This actually happened. She was just some student who was studying architecture and she went to this this uh graveyard in the middle of town or the middle of nowhere just to study some of the tombstones in the buildings and she was walking around and a pastor is waiting outside and he goes are you here for the funeral for the johnson or the the holmes funeral she goes no no, no i'm just here and he's like there's nobody here yeah and he's like do you want to come and sit in and she was like oh fuck sake. well you know what there's nobody at this poor man's funeral And then she goes and she sat down and she was in this funeral and the pastor's talking and apparently like this guy, which was just very unlike by his family. And towards the end of the funeral, the sort of uh, estate manager was there and um, he just said he was, he was reading through this guy's will and everybody who showed up at his funeral, this dead man's funds was going to be split evenly right between everybody at the funeral oh. And then she, she got rich. It sounds like an old wives' tale. I did see it on TV, but it, it, it said that it was true,
1: but I don't know if it actually was. It's like that fact or fiction show.
0: That was it. It was beyond belief. was guy
1: comes in and he's like... Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Yeah, not this tall- What's the tallest man you've ever seen? Well, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this man is taller than that. How much money would you need to sleep in a graveyard overnight? <laughs> I used to love that show. Dude, that show was awesome. It scared the shit out of me, though. Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, we made it all up. It was won by our writing team.
0: Yeah. That's the show. That's where I saw it. That guy's name is Jonathan Frakes. I used to love I that, loved show. that
1: show. It was so good. I don't know if you have it. There was one where there was a guy and he walked into a bar and um, he got stood up by a girl or whatever. I think, no, he, he was just a girl like threw red wine in his face and stormed out. And he went into the bathroom and there was like this old, um, you know, like those really fancy places where there's like an old guy in the bathroom. No. <laughs> 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 you know no <laughs> and he has like towels and and um you know what i mean like he, he, you go into a men's bathroom <clears throat> in like a fancy place and there's like a guy in there and he has like refreshments and mints and aftershave and towels yeah and he like gives stuff to you <laughs> a genie I've only ever seen it on films. I don't know if that's an Australian thing. Or, <laughs> I've never but anyway, seen that. He goes in and there's like there's an old guy in there, and he's like, "Oh, sir, you've got wine on your jacket." And the guy's like, "Yeah." And blah blah blah. And the guy's like really nice, and he, um, he he takes off his jacket, and the guy like gets the like works with him to get the wine out or whatever. And um, he's like, "Wow, well, that guy was really nice." And he left the the bar, and then he was thinking about. Um, that guy, uh, that old guy in the bathroom, like a few days later. he was like, wow, that guy was really nice. Like, I got stood up, had red wine all over me. I looked like a fool in front of the whole restaurant. And he, you know, he made me feel better again. And he saved my shirt. And I'm going to go give that guy a tip. I should have given him a tip. So he goes in and he's like, oh, where's Frank? Frank, like, last week gave me so much. And the owner's like, Frank has been dead for 15 years! Whoa! That's so predictable, dude. And then the guy was like, how much would you tip a guy who saves shit? How much would you tip a ghost? Goes back, how much would you tip a ghost?
0: Imagine that, dude. Imagine being a ghost and you fucking broke in the afterlife. You have to come back just to make a little bit of money, hoping somebody's going to give you a dollar.
1: What's the, uh, I, in this podcast, we have never talked about ghosts. Have you ever seen a ghost? I can't say I have. What's the most supernatural thing you've ever
0: experienced? I've always, I've always wanted to to sort of explore that side of the universe because it is. It's, it's pretty cool. I was actually going to take my girlfriend ghost hunting in Sydney. Mm. There was this, this one tour that was labeled to be the best ghost hunting in Sydney. And there was different packages available. The one was 70 bucks. The one was 100 bucks. The one was like 300 bucks. And I was, I was literally on the verge of booking it. And my girlfriend refused. And basically, the, the bigger one that we were going to do, the 300 buck one book, was you do a ghost tour through this haunted asylum you spend the night sleeping in the beds of, like, this haunted asylum. And at midnight, at the stroke of midnight, you fuck around with the Ouija board. And then we just never did it. I was just got too scared. Well, I, I, I was going to do it,
1: but then she was like, no. And I'm glad we never did it, because I would have gotten mm. too scared. I'll tell you what, Sheldon. I've got some pretty good ghost stories. Because apparently... I am a connector to the other world. Me and my sister and my mum. My brother and my dad aren't, but apparently we are because we've seen stuff in the houses that we've lived in and the places that we've visited. Next podcast, I think I'm going to give you... We'll do fact or fiction. (laughs) We'll do our own story. (laughs) I'm going to say my ghost stories, and you tell me whether you believe it or not. That'd be so much fun. Let's do let's, it. Let, let's next do podcast. So, next podcast, folks, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give Sheldon my ghost stories throughout my life and I'm going to ham it up and he's going to tell me if he believes them or if he thinks they're bullshit.
0: I'll, I'll be able, dude, there's not a chance I won't be able to. I'll, I'll get them. Watch. Right. I'll be able to guess each of them if they're true or correct. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. That was a fun one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See you on the next.